it's time for Plant of the Week on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got Adrian Namelli, who's a native plant expert and aficionado. How are you today, Adrian? On a grey winter's day, I'm thinking of spring, Marianne. Of course, like everyone else. Now, we're going to do a, a series on grey or silver-leaved plants because, I don't know, it was just an idea of mine to focus on plants that are adapted to much drier environments because the silver leaves reflect the sun and uh, all that kind of thing. So we're starting off with silver-leafed eucalypts, and in my case, I'm going to focus on a eucalyptus perenniana, which is called silver dollar gum. And you are going to focus on which one? Cinerea, one I grew up with in, in my backyard in Orange. I used to climb it. Wow. So it must have grown quite tall. It would probably, you know, 15 metres yeah, at the... maturity. It wasn't that big when, when I was climbing it as a kid, you know, 40 years ago. But, uh, yeah, not, not, a, not an insignificant gum. All right. Now, the reason I chose Peridiana, which is called silver dollar gum, well, it's actually a smallest tree. It goes seven metres, maybe. And the thing about it, it has crazy disc-like foliage in the juvenile foliage. So very round, very silver, and much loved by florists for um, arrangements, especially native flower arrangements. So... What they do to make sure they get lots of foliage for the florist is they coppice it every every year, and it's a fast grower. So up springs the new growth, and they chop it off and sell it to the florist. So coppicing, and I've seen these in paddocks. You you, you have a stump maybe thirty centimeters tops diameter, and you just cut the top off them. Um, so you don't let the tree form a crown. You just butcher them, and you have multiple multiple stems like whips. And you just cut the whips off and they end up in floral arrangements. Yeah. Now, I suppose if people grew these in their backyard, they could coppice it if they wanted. But I would probably be disinclined to do that and just give it a bit of a trim as it's growing. So it's kind of like more bushy. So you do get that juvenile foliage. What do you think? I agree. I know of, and, and we're slightly off track, but I know of some some crepe myrtles that are pruned to knuckles um, at about a metre and a half. So every year these trees, are they're allowed to put on new growth and flower and then they're cut back to their knuckles. And I wonder if you could, if, you know, if you had acreage or space, you could give it, a, give it a crack and see how you go to end up with multiple, multiple um, growth points and then cut them back to their, to their knuckles. So rather than just cutting it off to a neat horizontal cut, let it, let it form what would be its branches and then cut it off at each branching point just for something different. If I had space and acreage, I'd give it a crack and, and was let loose with a chainsaw. Yeah, that sounds quite good, especially if you had a long drive. You could have them along your driveway and they would look very attractive when they are in leaf. And this this eucalypt, what's good about silver leaves is that not only is this one drought tolerant, it's also frost tolerant, even in snow. So and they, looking at where it's from, that makes sense. You know, distribution down to down to Tasmania, that makes sense. And and Cinerea, the one I grew up with, well, it it naturally occurs around Goulburn. If if people pay attention when they're driving on the Hume Highway is, is to the north of Goulburn, you'll see these blue 
Gumtree's mainly on the right-hand side, about 10 or 15 k's out of Goulburn, and it snows there. I've driven along the Hume in snow and seen them. It grew in orange, and orange has just had a bucket load of snow. So um, Cinerea is tolerant of snow, tolerant of frosts. That I do know, um, because it just happened to my brother, he's got a couple on, on his property that they, the slender branches with the weight of the snow, some of the branches failed, unfortunately, but they'll just do what they do. They will form new growth, so he'll have that lovely juvenile foliage. Cinerea, like um, the one that you were mentioning, Periniana, is, again, common in the the floral industry for foliage. It's It's got that, that typical, you know, roundish foliage that clasps onto the stem um, and it's opposite so you get two that are north south then two that are east west then two that are north south up up the stem so lovely foliage all right and this one periana flowers in summer to autumn it's got creamy white flowers what about cinerae when does that flower about the same time do you think i don't remember that its flowers were anything to write home about i mean some eucalypts as you know when they're in flower they look absolutely amazing but i'm scratching my head to think if i can see a flower on it. being gray foliage i'm guessing that the flowers were probably white to cream and but i don't i couldn't tell you when it does flower and i we were talking off air before we went on about uh i was lucky enough some years ago i was in in alice springs and and for for listeners in Central Australia, you might know the Olive Pink Botanic Gardens in Alice Springs. There is so many grey foliage, interesting foliage, eucalypts that are that are in Central Australia. And there was one, uh, and I might be wrong, and I looked up in the books and couldn't find it, but I, I think it was called Catherine Wheel eucalypt. And the leaves clasp onto the stem, and then when they fall off, they're still, they're, they're, because they grow, they go around the stem, they spin around the stem like a Catherine wheel in the wind, so they make a sound and they look good, as well as just being a nice tree as well, so I found that really interesting, but of course, wouldn't grow in, in my part of the world, but I would love to get my hands on one at some point. Oh, right, okay, oh, back to the Cinerae, I was just looking, looking it up, uh, the flowers are white, and... I'm not sure if this entry on the internet is Northern Hemisphere. It just says flat flowers in May to November. Could could mean time <laughs> six months of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, Angus Stewart reckons they flower spring and summer. So that's probably a Northern Hemisphere entry in that one. Spring and summer, okay. And and as I said in the book that I'm just quickly rifling through, says very frost hardy cinerea, which makes sense considering it's, you know, from what part of the world it's from in New South Wales at least, where it's common to. All right, there we have it. That's silver leaved foliage, our pick. Once again, Adrian, thanks for talking to me on the line to Real World Gardener. Thanks, Marianne. Good to chat.